0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The World of Percy Jackson. In this episode, we're gonna read chapters 53 and 54, and in the last episode, we read chapters 51 and 52. And thankfully, Jason survived the burn from Hera's supernova explosion and found out that there might not just be one one camp for demigods, there might be another one in which Jason was staying at until now, because Jason is the son of Zeus, so... When you're the child of one of the big three, you have a higher threat of being hunted by monsters. So it's theorized that there's no way that Jason could have survived on his own unless he was at one of the camps. And he wasn't at Camp Half-Blood, so there's, it is rumored or theorized that there actually might be another camp for people like Jason. And it's also the fact that when Jason was born, Zeus came back in his Roman form as Jupiter so maybe that has to do with possibly another camp in existence but Hera told Jason that he will learn everything in in time and we leave with that cliffhanger and then we also find out that the trio returns to camp and Piper starts feeling a little bit more confident. She stands up to Drew and is able to overtake her as the new leader of the Aphrodite Cabin. And is going is starting to have a stronger relationship with Jason and spend a little more time with him. And hopefully this relationship can finally be a relationship that Jason can remember. And we're now going to wait. Ch- we're going to read chapters 53 and 54 to see what new mysteries and adventures await the trio. Chapter 53 leo leo hadn't felt this jumpy since he offered tofu burgers to the werewolves when he got to the limestone cliff in the forest he turned to the group and smiled nervously (laughs) here we go (laughs) he willed his hand to catch fire and set it against the door his cabin mates gasped leo nissa cried you're a fire user yeah thanks he said i know jake mason who was out of his body cast but still on crutches said holy festus that means it's so rare that the massive stone door swung open and everybody everyone's mouth dropped leo's flaming hands seemed I- insignificant now even piper and jason looked stunned and they'd seen enough amazing things lately only Chiron didn't look surprised the centaur knit his bushy eyebrows and stroked his beard as if the group was about to walk through a minefield That made Leo even more nervous, but he couldn't change his mind now. His instincts told him he was meant to share this place, at least with the Hephaestus cabin, and he couldn't hide it from Chiron or his two best friends. Welcome to Bunker 9, he said as confidently as he could. Come on in. The group was silent as they toured the facility. Everything was just as Leo had left it. Giant machines, work tables, old maps, and schematics. Only one thing had changed festus's head was sitting on the central table still battered and scorched from his final crash in omaha leo went over to it a bitter taste in his mouth and stroked the dragon's forehead i'm sorry festus but i won't forget you jason put a hand on leo's shoulder have festus brought it here for you leo nodded but you can't repair him jason guessed no way leo said But the head is going to be reused. Festus will be going with us. Piper came over and frowned. What do you mean? Before Leo could answer, Nyssa cried out. Guys, look at this! She was standing at one of the work tables, flipping through a sketchbook. Diagrams for hundreds of different machines and weapons. I've never seen anything like this, Nyssa said. There are more amazing ideas here than in Daedalus' workshop. It would take a century just to prototype them all. Who built this place? Jake Mason said. And why? Chiron stayed silent, but Leo focused on the wall map he'd seen during his first visit. It showed Camp Half-Blood with a line of tri- 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 triremes in the sound, catapults mounted in the hills around the valley, and spots marked for traps, trenches, and ambush sites. It's a wartime command center, he said. The camp was attacked once, wasn't it? In the Titan War? Piper asked. Nissa shook her head. "'No. Besides, that map looks really old. "'The date... does that say 1864?' "'They all turned to Chiron. "'The centaur's tail swished fretfully. "'This camp has been attacked many times,' he admitted. "'That map is from the last Civil War.' "'Apparently, Leo wasn't the only one confused. "'The other Hephaestus campers looked at each other and frowned. "'Civil War,' Piper said. You mean the American Civil War, like 150 years ago? Yes and no, Kyron said. The the two conflicts, mortal and demigod, mirrored each other as they usually do in Western history. Look at any civil war revolution from the fall of Rome onward, and it marks a time when demigods also fought one another. But that civil war was particularly horrible. For American mortals, it is still their bloodiest conflict of all time worse than their casualties in the two world wars for demigods it was equally devastating even back then this value was camp half-blood it was a horrible battle in these woods lasting for days with terrible losses on both sides both sides leo said you mean the camp split up split apart no jason spoke up he means two different groups camp half-blood was one side in the war Leo wasn't sure he wanted an answer, but he asked, "'Who was the other?' Chiron glanced up at the tattered Bunker 9 banner, as if remembering the day it was raised. "'The answer is dangerous,' he warned. "'It is something I swore upon the River Styx "'never to speak of. "'After the American Civil War, "'the gods were so horrified by the toll "'it took on their children "'that they swore it would never happen again. "'The two groups were separated. "'The gods bent at all their will,' Wove the mist as tightly as they could to make sure the enemies never remembered each other, never met on their quests, so that bloodshed could be avoided. This map is from the final dark days of 1864, the last time the two groups fought. We've had several close calls since then. The 1960s were particularly dicey, but we managed to avoid another civil war. At least so far. Just as Leo guessed, this bunker was a command center for the Hephaestus cabin. In the last century, it has been reopened a few times, usually as a hiding place in times of great unrest. But coming here is dangerous. It stirs old memories, awakens the old feuds. Even when the Titans were threatened last year, I did not think it was worth the risk to use this place. Suddenly, Leo's sense of triumph turned to guilt. Hey, look, this place found me. It was meant to happen. It's a good thing. I hope you're right, Kyron said. I am! I am! Leo pulled the old drawing out of his pocket and spread it on the table for everyone to see. There, he said proudly. Aeolus returned that to me. I drew it when I was five. That's my destiny. Nissa frowned. Leo, it's a crayon drawing of a boat. Look, he pointed at the largest schematic on the bulletin board, the blueprint showing a Greek trireme. Slowly, his cabin mate's eyes widened as they compared the two designs. The number of masts and oars, even the decorations on the shields and sails, were exactly the same as on Leo's drawing. That's impossible, Nissa said. That blueprint has to be a century old at least. Prophecy. Unclear. Flight. Jake Mason read from the notes on the blueprint. It's a diagram for a flying ship. Look, that's the landing gear and weaponry. Holy Hephaestus. Rotating ballista? Mountain crossbows? celestial bronze plating that thing would be one spankin' hot war machine was it ever made not yet leo said look at the masthead there was no doubt the figure at the front of the ship was the head of a dragon a very particular dragon festus piper said everyone turned and looked at the dragon's head sitting on the table he's meant to be our masthead Leo said, our good luck charm, our eyes at sea. I'm supposed to build a ship. I'm going to call it the Argo II. And guys, I'll need your help. The Argo II. Piper smiled. After Jason's ship, Jason looked a little uncomfortable. But he nodded. Leo's right. That ship is just what we need for our journey. What journey? Nissa said, you just got back. Piper ran her fingers over the old crayon drawing. We've got to confront Porphyrian, the giant king. He said he would destroy the god at their roots. Indeed, Chiron said. Much of Rachel's great prophecy is still a mystery to me, but one thing is clear. You three, Jason, Piper, and Leo, are among the seven demigods who must take on that quest. You must confront the giants in their homeland, where they are strongest. You must stop them before they can wake Gaia fully. Before they destroy Mount Olympus. Um, Nissa shifted. You don't mean Manhattan, do you? No, Leo said, the original Mount Olympus. We have to sail to Greece. And that's the end of chapter 53. This is going to be quite an interesting. It's it's probably going to be covered in the next book where they sail to Greece in order to battle Porphyrian. But it's going to be interesting seeing how we're gonna they're gonna deal with this and whether Greece still has as much power of the old Olympus compared to the new Olympus of where it is in Manhattan. Possibly that's why maybe Porfirian is going to Greece because that's where it all originated, the power, the gods, everything, and maybe he's trying to find some kind of strength there, and again, I really hope that the demigods are able to beat Porfirian at his own game and possibly, you know, maybe even bring some of that power back to Olympus so that it can be even more fortified than before. After this break, we're going to read chapter 54, Leo, and see what possibly they're planning to do in terms of creating this huge ship. And the fact that maybe Leo can possibly predict the future in regards to blueprints if he already planned this entire thing and he already predicted that there would be a dragon looking at, like Festus, He we, Leo may have a bit more about his powers than we don't know about. And hopefully we probably will find that out in future books. But yeah, after f- chapter 53, we're going to read Leo, uh, another again from Leo's perspective, and see you then. And we're back from the ads, and now we're going to read chapter 54, Leo. It took a few minutes for that to settle in. Then the other Hephaestus campers started asking questions all at once. Who were the other four demigods? How long would it take to build a boat? Why didn't everyone get to go to Greece? Heroes! Chiron struck his hoof on the floor. All the details are not clear yet, but Leo is correct. He will need your help to build Argo II. Second. Argo II. Second. It is perhaps the greatest project Cabin 9 has ever undertaken, even greater than the bronze dragon. It'll take a year at least, Nyssa guessed. Do we have that much time? You have six months at most, Chiron said. You should sail by summer solstice when the god's power is strongest. Besides, we evidently cannot trust the wind gods, and the summer winds are the least powerful and easiest to navigate. You dare not sail any later or you may be too late to stop the giants. You must avoid ground travel, using only air and sea, so this vehicle is perfect. Jason being the son of the sky god. His voice trailed off, but Leo figured Kyron was thinking about his missin- missing student, Percy Jackson, the son of Poseidon. He would have been good on this voyage, too. Jake Mason turned to Leo. Well, one thing's for sure now. You are now senior counselor. This is the biggest honor the cabin has ever had. Anyone object? Nobody did. All his cabin mates smiled at him, and Leo could almost feel their cabin's curse breaking, their sense of hopelessness melting away. It's official then, Jake said. You're the man. For once, Leo was speechless. Ever since his mom died, he spent his life on the run. Now he'd found a home and a family. He'd found a job to do, and as scary as it was, Leo wasn't tempted to run. Not even a little. Well, he said at last, if you guys elect me leader, you must be even crazier than I am. So let's build a spanking hot war machine. And that's the end of chapter 54. That was a pretty short chapter, but that... I think they made a good decision in electing Leo because I think Leo really enjoys and has a lot of knowledge as compared to the other campers. And as he already has the blueprint and designs for this, I really think that when they all work together, they'll be able to do really well in terms of building this machine and be able to beat Porphyrian and and even Gaia and put her back to her slumber for another million years or even forever so we'll have to see how they build this machine and hopefully that it will be able to beat porfirian and all the other monsters and until next week we'll read chapter 54 if you guys enjoyed this episode there's a pot there's a um link to my patreon in this in the description it would really be much appreciated it is totally optional but if you guys wish to do it Thank you very much. And thank you guys for listening to my podcast. And until next week, stay safe and stay out of boredom.